Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. Today is August 19th, which just so happens to be my 24th birthday. Yay! And who better to have on the show than one of my really, really good and amazing friends in the online world, Carly Morgan Gross. Carly is a certified holistic nutrition and health coach, yoga teacher, and plant-based recipe developer, helping women ditch dieting for a more soulful, intuitive, sexy, and fun approach to health, weight, food, and life. She is the creator of the Sexy Self-Care 28-Day Course, which we will be talking about in today's episode, and the author of the ebook Already Healed. You can get her free ebook Intuition Kitchen, I love that name, to trust your body with food, as well as a bonus superfood recipes as a gift on her website, carlymorgangross.com. Carly just created this 28-day sexy self-care course, which I am really excited to talk about, which is one of the main reasons why I'm getting her on this show immediately, because I want to make sure that everyone hears about this course um, so that they know if they want to sign up for it before the early bird special is done with. And it goes on to the regular place. So you'll hear all about that in today's recording. And you can also go to the show notes to find a link for the uh, course, which you can check out maddiemoon.com slash mbm63. Um, so that's all for our intro for Carly, except for this is just such a fantastic episode. It's definitely one of the longer ones because I had so many authentic questions to ask Carly. Carly is one of those people that I have in my phone on speed dial. That way I can just text her whenever I have questions because she's so smart about intuition, rituals, feeling sexy in your skin, which is awesome to come right after the episode that we had last week with Miss Layla Martin, who is also incredible. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Carly has a lot of knowledge, and I hope that if you enjoy this episode, you'll go and um, subscribe to her newsletter list because she sends out really awesome emails every single week. Today's review of the week is from T.I.U. Jen. She says, if you only listen to one podcast, listen to this with five stars. Maddie's podcast is by far my favorite that I listen to. Her introspection and humility coupled with a strong passion for body freedom makes her such a joy to listen to each week. I am truly inspired by her honesty and relatability. If you are at all bogged down by disordered eating, body image struggles, or obsessed with health fitness dogma, you need to listen to this podcast. Thank you, Maddie, for all you do. Ah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening, every one of you. The patron of the week goes to Aline Kroll for um, donating, becoming a patron to the podcast. Thank you so much for helping me keep going with this show. I have such a blast with it, and every time I get an email about a new patron, I'm just really, really blessed and honored, and I just have to say thank you for that. So if you want to become a patron and donate as little as $1 to the episode, to each episode, then you can go to maddiemoon.com slash pledge, but... Without further ado, I'm ready to introduce today's guest of the show, Carly. Let's go head on over. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon. 
a former fitness model gone sane, and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Madeline Moon. How are you doing, Miss Carly? I'm feeling good this morning. I just uh, I just got upstairs a couple hours ago from, or not a couple hours ago, an hour ago. I was lying, lying on the beach, just kind of grounding my energy in the morning. I was really nice. Oh, God. I love your snaps. I just, I, wa- <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what did Carly snap today? And then I check my <laughs> I love yours too. Well, you're two hours ahead of me. So it's really cool because I just when I'm getting up, you've already done your whole morning routine. And I'm like, my morning routine is going to be Carly's. So let me just go to Snapchat, follow her morning routine. And then I can move on with the hustle bustle of my work because just watching her like relieves me. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, so I love, so you're across the street from the beach, right? Seriously, right across the street <sighs> from the beach. It's, I feel very blessed to be here in this moment. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so pretty. <laughs> um, okay, Carly, let's go ahead and jump into your background and your story because it's rich in detail and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of the listeners of this show. Yeah, definitely. So my whole, I guess my whole like coming into the field that I'm in right now or just where I am in my life right now started a long time ago when I was pretty much really sick all the time. I always had digestive problems ever since I can remember really. Um, yeah, just always had these bloating and cramping and just never really feeling good digestively. I couldn't digest my food. And so I kind of started going to doctors and doctors, and then that wasn't working at all. So then I started looking into alternative therapies, and I started looking into holistic nutrition, and I started looking into all these different things. But even like, even the naturopaths, even all these people that I were go- that I was going to, I still wasn't really seeing any progress. So at this point, I was in college and I was studying health education. But even in my program, like I, I just wasn't getting answers anywhere. So I was just like, you know what? I am sick of this. I'm done, and I'm going to figure it out myself. So I like stopped going out at night, stopped drinking, stopped re- really that whole part of my life, and I would educate myself on everything. I literally ordered every health book ever. And then I got into energy medicine, uh, like Reiki, and I got into yoga at that time. And I really started to take my health into my own hands because I wasn't seeing results in like anything else that I did, you know? Um, So that's kind of where I got and then I started, you know, studying holistic nutrition professionally. But this is, I, I guess I've never even talked about this portion of it. But throughout all of it, 
when I even when when I was studying holistic nutrition, I was at this holistic nutrition school called Bauman College. That's when my that's when it started actually turning around and it started being an obsession with healing my body, obsession and control around the food. And so I was studying holistic nutrition and I remember leaving school every time and being like like this is awful. Like I can't do this anymore. Like I'm sitting here in class and I'm like have my perfect food in this container, but like, I'm still not feeling good within. And all I'm doing is studying nutrition and all I'm doing is that in my whole life. And I, you know, wasn't feeling good in my body still. I wasn't feeling good in my life. I didn't have like a pleasurable life existence at all. It was like my whole, everything was focused on that. So I had to kind of unlearn and unteach myself a lot of the things that I originally learned to heal. So it was, that was kind of, you know, my journey. And then from there, I found a really grounded, a really grounded place with health and with my body through a lot of different techniques. But what I, you know, self-care rituals and through yoga and through different means to kind of merge the two worlds of nutrition and nourishing my body with good food but also kind of the whole thing that I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, which is like all around diet ditching and like letting go of all of that control, which is what you talk about. So that's kind of where I am right now. So watching your Snapchats and watching your world go on <laughs> from all the way over here in Colorado, I know for certain that you still eat in a very uh a very good way for you, I'll say. I know you eat lots of superfoods and you make certain concoctions that are full of nutrition <laughs> and super, super yummy, but also very, um, I hate using the word healthy, but very exotic, I don't know. But mm -hmm. basically, what is the biggest difference between the way you eat now and the way that you ate back then? Because to me, it sounds like you had a form of orthorexia. Yes. Yes. So yes. what's the what's the biggest difference between, you know, eating health food now, eating health food then? There's no obsession. So I remember I remember there was a moment where I thought that I literally couldn't eat anything besides fruit smoothies. Like I thought that I would like literally die if I if I didn't eat that. And so when I would make things in the past for myself, even if they were beautiful and nourishing and whatever it was like in the background I was I had this anxiety about if I don't eat this then dot 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 like then I will get all my digestive issues back then I will gain weight then I will all of this and now I have found this place where I'm nourishing my body because I love myself and because I'm listening to a deeper calling inside where it's like okay I go inside and I ask myself what do you really want what do you really crave right now and I you know honor that and and go with that so there's like this very relaxed approach to it because I know that when I ask myself every day what do you want today it could change right and I'm open with that and I'm okay with ebbing and flowing with that uh, because I'm listening to myself. Whereas in the past it was like, all right, I have this plan. Like, this is what I eat for breakfast. This is what I, 
do this time of day. This is what I do that time of day. And if I don't do that, I'm basically going to die. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a way more beautiful and nourishing approach that I have now for sure. That's honestly so incredible. Um, yeah, it's a place that I even I sometimes I'm not quite sure if I'm all the way there yet. Sometimes I think like, I feel like eating this food, but then I second guess. and I'm, mm, Do I really want to eat this food or am I just wanting to eat this food because blah, 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 I ate this food. Mm. So I have to like stop and think about it and ponder. Do you ever do that? Yeah. And that's a huge thing is like this whole social media thing where like we're all sharing our food on the web. It can get really tricky because... You're constantly, you're constantly surrounded by food photos and this and that. And it's a really interesting balance for me because I'm still, you know, like I love that stuff because I think food is art. I think that food can be beautiful. I think that we need to, you know, nourish our eyes with our food first. Um, that sets up the body for metabolism in the first place. So I think it's a beautiful thing, but it can get out of hand and, um, it's for me, I have to constantly like take days off social media. Like I have to ban myself from, you know, to find that boundary. I have to like really let go, get grounded. You know, I was on the beach this morning, um, really just let all of that go. And it takes, you know, different meditation exercises for me. It takes getting onto my yoga mat. It takes like really um, coming back home to myself and my body to let all of that go because no matter where you know we can't we can't escape it it's on social media it's on the tv it's on the computer screen it's you know in the grocery store it's we're constantly getting these messages coming into our brain coming into our body into our cells that are trying to tell us things and you know it's yeah, we need to, we need to have, in my opinion, we need to have a way to come back to ourselves. And a lot of that has to do with active, actively releasing, you know, what's out there. When you are going through orthorexia at the the deepest time, Mm -hmm. did you ever find out what the deepest root cause was of it because Mm. I know you said like I'm afraid that I'll get fat I will die (laughs) I understand (laughs) dying is a little bit scary right (laughs) so I get that one but what about like the fat or I'll gain weight or I'll do this or I'll do that what beneath that did you ever discover what was beneath that was there fear of the one big chunk of fear Mm. that it always went back to did you ever figure that out Mm. Yeah, definitely. There's like, there's a lot of things. I know that definitely when I was growing up, I was, you know, like always called the stick. I was always the really, really thin girl. And everyone was like, how, you know, like you're, you're just a stick. You're just so skinny. So I think that I internalized, like I need to be that or else like, you know, I'm not going to get those comments. I'm not going to be, you know, in a society it's like, that is worthy. That's healthy. And, um, So I think that my subconscious mind, you know, thought that I have to stay this way or else, you know, I'm not going to be worthy of all of these things like love and acceptance and, you know, everything in life that we want. Um, I deemed up to my size. And so I think that definitely growing up, I 
thought that like I need to stay this way. Um, so that's the that's that whole piece uh, for sure. And then just yeah, I just think that I internalized like I need to, especially in college, I need to be this way to, you know, find a partner. I need to be this way for love. I need to be my skinniest, healthiest, you know, self, self for other people, right? It was like less about for me. It was more for show. Whereas now it's like, I do this for me. I don't feed myself any sort of way to impress anyone or to, you know, do and to get um, acceptance from others. I do it for me. And so that's a, yeah, that's definitely a huge difference. I find it so interesting just hearing your story that the thing that kept you back the most in your younger days or when you were going through this obsession is the thing that seems to kind of set you free today because now you're changing every day. You're growing every day. But back then you were terrified of change. And that was the, Mm. that was like the puzzle piece to setting you free and experiencing that liberation. Mm, Yeah, definitely. A, A huge, a huge part of my journey was like learning about radical acceptance. When I was in college, I took this mindful living course. And one of the books that we had to read was a book called Radical Acceptance. And that was like a total, you know, mind blowing, mind, you know, changing experience to be like, oh, whoa, I can just accept where I am right now, Um, accept the change, accept, you know, the stillness, accept everything. And so, and yoga was a big part of that too. But that, um, yeah, that was definitely big. So we'll come back to the self-care rituals that you do on a daily basis because I'm so interested in that. But first, there's something I want to talk to you about that I you have so much knowledge and I have none. So you're the perfect person <laughs> to talk to about it. But chakras. I'm so interested in chakras. Can you give us just the full-blown what is a chakra and then the different types of chakras and then we can go into the food for the different chakras. Yeah, definitely. So, so the chakra system basically is the energy centers in your body. There are seven main ones and they could be called, there's the root chakra, which is, you know, your, your, where your adrenal glands are. And then you have the sacral chakra, which is like your ovaries and your sexual or or testes, your, your sexual organs. And then you have the solar plexus chakra, which is your tummy and your pancreas. And then you have your heart, your heart chakra, which is, you know, the heart, thymus. And then you have your throat chakra, which is on your thyroid gland, your ability to speak your truth. Uh, It's all about metabolism, chewing. Uh, You have your third eye chakra, which is your pituitary gland right in between your eyebrows, all about your intuition. And then your, and then the the crown chakra, which is like your pineal gland and it rests on the top of your head. So in terms of, there's lots of ways to balance the chakras, basically, you know, we do a lot of that in yoga and in breathing exercises. And Something that you can use is, of course, different foods to balance the chakras. Now, no food, no food has like 
overall like power, right? Like we're in the nutrition world, we're all about like this food will do that and this food will do that. But the truth is like, you know, they add to the experience and they can help and they can, some foods have more power than others, but you know, no food is like God <laughs> or all food is God, but no food has like this overarching power. That being said, there are certain things that we can eat to kind of, and like this is also uh, an intuitive thing that you would understand. So for example, the root chakra, it's all about, it's, it's, focus, it's on your adrenal glands basically, and it's all about your stress re- response, your energy levels, uh, your safety, your survival. And so what really balances the root chakra is really grounding foods, if we're talking about foods. Um, So different sources of protein, different root vegetables, red foods, uh, mineral-rich foods, fibers, and that is kind of like, you know, you would understand that, right? Because if we're, we're trying to, you know, balance our root chakra, if we need to feel safer and more grounded, then we need to eat foods that are coming closer from the earth that are really, you know, like root vegetables. Um, and then, for example, let's say we're trying to um, go on to like a spiritual enlightenment retreat, you know, like all the yogis, they would not eat or they would eat very little food so if we're talking about the third eye chakra awakening the intuition then we can talk about cleansing we can talk about like deep purple foods we can talk about yeah different like detoxification methods so something that you know helped me a lot on my path is to understand that we need to eat different like every day we need to eat different based on how we want to feel. We need to eat different based on, you know, what we want to accomplish. So I think that knowing that and knowing that, you know, we don't have to eat the same way every day and that it's going to ebb and flow with our lives and what we want to accomplish, what we want to do. It's really cool to look at the chakra system and look at, you know, okay, I really want to focus on opening my heart. I've, I've been feeling closed off. What kinds of things can I do to open my heart? And what kinds of, you know, foods can support that? So outside of foods, are there other things that you do for these chakras to open them up? Like say your heart, mm-hmm. is there like activities that you do too? Definitely, definitely. Definitely in my yoga practice, I do like all sorts of back bends, all sorts of back bends really open the heart for example so that's definitely one and then in terms of chakras uh different meditations and breathing exercises kundalini yoga exercises that i do and i mean you would be surprised for example like if i'm going if you're going for a walk in the woods or if you're going for a walk on the beach like you're already supporting your chakra system because your chakra system is just like your energy, your energy center. So anytime you're really like supporting your soul, supporting your physical health, supporting your mental health, you're doing something inside. Of course, you're doing something to the chakra system. So you would, um, you know, when you, I see your, your posts, you know, when you're going for your hikes in beautiful Colorado mountains, you're already, 
you know, balancing that root chakra. You're, you're feeling more grounded. You're feeling more connected to the earth. You're feeling more safe. Mm, okay that makes sense so say for instance you have a, an argument with a partner mm-hmm. or with a family family member would that be how do you like know exactly where that's coming from that could could that be the root because you're feeling unstable in a relationship but also the heart like two things mm-hmm. at once yeah I mean it's like it's a system right the body is a whole being so it's not like it's not like um yeah, I mean, it's not like a diagnosis, like you really need to work on this chakra. You know, it's kind of about looking at all of them and seeing how you can, how they can all flow together. So, you know, and like with the Western kind of viewpoint, we're always being like, okay, where exactly did this come from? Where exactly did that come from? And what can I do? But for me, it's all about looking at the whole body as a whole and seeing you know, seeing how to balance in general rather than focusing on like, you know, trying to pinpoint exactly, exactly where things are originating. To be completely honest with you, I go through these same kinds of phases where I get really hooked on certain activities because they're really fun. And mm-hmm. then I get kind of bored and I go into something else and then I get kind of bored. So I have to work on balancing all of it as a whole and knowing that I can do all these different things because I know that's going to in turn help with just the balance of my being and my presence mm. instead of being like, OK, now I'm going to go do nothing but pole. OK, well, mm-hmm. now I'm going to do nothing but hiking because it's summer. And Mm -hmm. allowing myself to be like every single day is different. And what I was going to say is that with the chakras, I can feel a difference when I do yoga. I really Mm -hmm. can. And I haven't done yoga in a while because with my attitude, my personality, I'm like, I need a teacher. I need to go to a class. Even though learning from you, I know I can do it just in my backyard facing Mm -hmm. the mountains, you know, and that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's actually one of my favorite things to help people with is to be like getting them onto a yoga mat and moving in any organic way that feels good, right? Because I mean, a huge part in yoga, especially with as we're talking about the chakra system, is opening up our organs and our glands and breathing into every single cell breathing into every area of the body which is why I love it so much but really if you have a mat and you have a space just getting on your mat and just even if you've never done yoga before just kind of moving and stretching is a way to learn about your body so much and to just start feeling really comfortable inside your body because we're waking up, let's say in the morning and you're just, you know, put your alarm off and then you start walking, you start, you know, having your day. And in, in my opinion, you miss a very important piece of learning about, okay, how am I feeling today? How is my body feeling today? How does my body want to move today? So something that I recommend people do is every morning, like right when waking up, Either, you can even do this in bed or putting a yoga mat on the ground and just setting, you know, four minutes, five minutes to just move, just breathe with your body. It's like such a way to, such a powerful way to wake up rather than just going, you know, making your breakfast, getting out, heading out the door. It's, a, you know, bringing that practice 
it right away in the morning is super powerful. Yeah, I've not been doing that recently. And <laughs> I'm really missing it. I know I can see a difference in myself. Because mm-hmm. normally when I was at my old apartment, I would wake up, I would take my dog for a walk, um, I'd just go on a nice 30-minute walk listening to a podcast. And it was glorious. I loved mm-hmm. it. But since I moved... Now things have been a little bit wonky waking up and now I have three dogs here and, you know, I wait for my boyfriend to be ready to walk the dogs too. So we walk the dogs together, but I kind of have that, you know, 15 minutes of quiet time before he gets up. So then I just go straight to like reading a book, which is still nice depending on the book. You know, if I'm super engaged with it, mm-hmm. like I was with my last book, um, I'm just like gobbling it up and that's my, my kind of enjoyment is doing that, but it's also kind of hot and it's dark and it's just not, I'm drinking coffee and it's just not like the most, it's not sun, it's not movement. And I can tell a difference in my body whenever I wake up and go straight to the outdoors and feel the sun and feel the breeze and listen to a positive message from a podcast or music and it just feels really good. I love walking. So that's something that I'm going to get back into. It's been about a month since I've been. Mm. I definitely walk a lot, but it makes a difference if it's first thing in the morning or if it's three times a day when you have three dogs and you're getting tangled up in them and it's not peaceful. It's, you know, kind of sporadic and hurried because you're just chasing after the dogs wherever they're going and barking, <laughs> especially in my dog. Yeah, well, here's where radical acceptance has to come in for you, because (laughs) sometimes life just, you know, like, I always say that all these really amazing practices that we can do for our bodies, and you know, you know, like certain things, like you just said, make you feel really good, you waking up in the morning, going outside, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't feel the opposite. So Mm. feeling like the acceptance of where you are right now, And just being, you know, it's okay. You know, we go through phases in life. So we have to go through phases of eating really unhealthy foods so that we can feel like, okay, this doesn't feel good. Right. Um, To then come back to what does feel good. So, and, and I mean, it can, it, it ebbs and flows. It goes in and out. So for example, like, you know, I went from eating super healthy to being like F diets, F nutrition and like just you know eating whatever I wanted but now it's like I'm back in the place where I'm like okay that actually didn't feel good uh so now I can choose based on how I want to feel and so yeah so same with the morning routine same with anything you know it's like we have to feel those the opposite just like life is a pendulum we have to feel to feel really good we need to feel the opposite so we are empowered to move forward you're so wise. You're so cute. I just love you. I love you more. Okay, so personal coaching for me right now. I'm going to ask you a question that's for me. Everyone else can listen in. Um, but I want to start getting off of the caffeine coffee. Mm. Yeah. And not that I'm saying it's bad. Not that I'm saying, you know, it's not good for you. For some people, it definitely mm-hmm. is. But for me, I've always wanted to get off it. And when I try... It, I just always go back to it. And that's mm-hmm. that's normally because I never get off it long enough to actually feel disconnected from it. Normally, I'm off for a week and a half, and then I'm like, I miss it. I'm going to go back because I'm mm-hmm. still tired. I, I'm assuming I'm still going through the withdrawal phase. Mm-hmm. So did you ever go through a time where you were really, you know, 
I'll say in love, I won't say addicted or hooked, but in love with coffee. And then you got off it or have you never really been a caffeine drinker? You know, I've never personally been a caffeine drinker at all. I remember in college when I would <laughs> when I would stay at the library for hours studying, I went to Starbucks and I would get I would get something, but it was more like I wanted something that tasted good because I was treating myself. Mm-hmm. for studying so much uh, but <laughs> but I've never been like I've never been like n- needing it to stay awake um and I don't love it that much however I do like it from time to time a little bit but let me ask you a question what do like do you like the ritual around it do you feel like it's a really nice way a nice time to like have something warm or do you like the taste or do you like how it makes you feel like what what do you really what calls you towards I like it because it helps me go to the bathroom and that's it Ah, (laughs) I see that's literally it if I don't if I if I go to the bathroom just fine in the morning then I don't drink coffee because I don't care really that much about it right so do you drink water in the morning I don't drink as much as I probably should. Um, Normally, I just have a few sips and then go straight into the coffee. Okay. So definitely, here's what I would recommend. Drink a quart of water in the morning, like four cups of water right when you – right before the coffee. That – and if you want a superpower, it put – you squeeze a lemon into it and maybe a pinch of Celtic sea salt – and you should be going to the bathroom right after that if if you didn't go before that. So that's like such an amazing practice to hydrate the cells. And a lot of times, you know, when we're a lot of times when we're hungry, we're really thirsty. Uh, so hydrating like that first thing in the morning is so powerful for our bowels and for, you know, just like letting go of any of the metabolic kind of, uh, I guess I would say toxins or waste that happens during sleep because during sleep we're detoxing. So drinking water first thing is so nice. And I know that for a lot of people it can be, it's, it's one of those things that it's a practice. You kind of have to get into it, but I promise you that like once you start, it's going to feel really good. Like you'll just feel like, Oh wow. Okay. I feel energized. It's also like nature's coffee, you know, hydrating the cells first. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. And then in terms of after that, I can give you a little recipe for a tonic that doesn't include caffeine that will, you know, have you feeling energized and it's really yummy and warm if you want that. I want that. Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite things ever is chaga mushrooms. So making a chaga tea is super easy. Just um, get the chaga mushroom, which you can get from Mountain Rose Organics online, which is where I get it from. And you make the tea by steeping the mushroom in in water for about 20 minutes. You cook it on the stove. And it makes this really, it looks like coffee. It's really, really dark. So you already have that component that <laughs> looks like coffee. Um, 
And it's so incredible for your immune system. It has a lot of benefits, your digestive system too, and parasites too, which we can talk about as well. I know we wanted to cover that, but it, um, yeah, it's so amazing. I remember when I started drinking chaga tea, like I, there was a, there was a time in my life where I kept getting sick probably every month I would get colds. But when I started drinking chaga tea, it totally like went away. I just don't, I haven't been sick in forever. So it's one of my favorite things. And once you have it done on the stove, you can put it in the blender and blend in some raw honey or stevia, whatever sweetener you want, and a pinch of salt and some maca powder, which has that energy, has that energy boost that you want. And it's like a really like rich, delicious, creamy, yummy tonic that gives you the same kind of benefits that coffee does and the same taste and the same kind of ritual feel. And it's so, so, so good for you. You could also add some raw chocolate in there if you wanted to, which makes it like a hot chocolate. Ah, that sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. good. Is that on your blog, on your website? Uh, is it on my, yes, yes. There's a, there's a, there's a recipe for superfood hot chocolate and that would be there. Okay, cool. I will make sure to have that link inside of the show notes. And I have like 20 reasons why I love chaga tea. So that's there too. Okay, perfect. I'll put both those links in the show notes so everyone can hit it up and do it. (laughs) Okay, cool. So the next topic that I'm stoked to talk about, two things, digestion and parasites. Okay. Mm. Okay. So so in regards to digestion, because I struggle with this so much and I'm just so exhausted and I'm so tired and I am so done with it emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And just when I think that I understand my body, I either mess up or I do something like I'm starting to get used to eating low FODMAP which is Mm -hmm. all those different kinds of sugars and carbs and all that stuff that I have to be sensitive around because I just get super, I mean, I just can't, my my body can't break things down. It ferments everything and I just get so gassy and bloated. And I believe it originated from, you know, orthorexia and having different kinds of disordered eating habits. All I know now is that I'm still dealing with it. And like even Mm -hmm. yesterday, I thought I was eating just how I, I'm trying to eat low FODMAP. And then I had something, I don't even know what it was, but for the rest of the day, my stomach was just gone. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. digest it. And it, it makes me, the best way to describe it is like, you know, I'm raising my hands up in the air and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm alive. But then I'm curling my hands and I like cave my shoulders in and I'm like, mm. oh, I'm hiding away. That's how it makes me feel. So mm-hmm. digestion, how, what makes us have poor digestion in the first place and do you have any tips for helping us improve it Mm. yeah this is huge and see this is my journey right and when you just gave gave me that picture of your hands are in the air and then they curl like that is in my heart that is me that feels like home and I know exactly what you feel like and it's so hard it really is um when we talk about digestion there's so many ways that we can go right um like as you know as many diets as there are out there there's as many you know ways to heal the digestive system all of these ideas that are out there uh what could be interesting to talk about in terms of digestion is 
basically taking it back to an energetic level of your the way that you digest the world, the way that you digest the, your life, the way that you see life and feeling like your digestive system is your power center. Uh, so how confident you're feeling in your body has a huge, huge relation to your digestion and to that whole system. So just a little story. When I was having, you know, really, really bad digestive issues, I remember I was on like this really strict candida diet and I would be eating dinner in front of the computer, research, like eat, let's say I was eating zucchini, I would be researching is zucchini bad for me? Is zucchini causing cancer? Like all this stuff as it was coming into my body. And then I was like, what? I need to stop this at one point. I was like, that is creating it. You know, I'm like seeking out outside approval of every single thing. And while it is so important to seek out help, I'm not saying, you know, never go see someone again, never see a nutritionist or a doctor. Of course not. Um, But there is a part where we need to come back to ourselves because the digestive system is our power. It's, uh, you know, the core of ourself, the core of how we think about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the world, you know. So that was like a big part of my journey was honoring the fact that the fire, the digestive fire was the fire that I felt about myself and 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 powering that up first helped a lot because oftentimes we think like oh I'll just clear up this digestive issue and then I'll feel confident or I'll just clear up this digestive issue and then I'll feel my passion and my power and all these things but for me just like in my journey and the way that you know my view now is that we need to feel those things first like we need to fire up how we digest life, how we feel about ourselves, how confident we are within first, and then let the body heal like itself. So that's like that on an energetic level. I could, I mean, of course I could, you know, go into the food part or the supplement part or the, the, the all of that. Um, but it, but yeah, I think that that energetic component was first. So would you say that if you're focusing on healing and all your energy is, why won't I heal? Why won't I heal? Or I want to heal. I want to heal so bad. Is that promoting the opposite? Oh my gosh. I would say, I would say yes. I, and here's why I was in like this mode of healing for forever. Like everything was I'm healing this, I'm healing that, this is for healing, that's for healing, that's for healing. And it really did keep me stuck in that mode, right? Rather than if you're saying to yourself, I am nourishing myself, I am healthy, I am, you know, already healed. I actually wrote a book on this. It's a little ebook on my website called Already Healed because it was that huge mindset shift of like, even if there is something going on within your body, it's, it's coming back to the, like, radical acceptance of like but right now I'm okay like I'm nourishing myself and I'm doing all that I can it's instead of thinking like oh I'm healing I have this I have that and so so yeah I would definitely say that 
Okay, another question. And yes. this is one from my personal past that I think is really interesting, something I don't know if I've opened up about on my podcast. But when I was young, like pretty mm-hmm. little, um, I was told at some point that it's really good for young ladies to suck in whenever they can. Mm. So when I was in the second grade, I was sucking in. When I mm-hmm. was with my friends playing on the playground, I was sucking in. And I was told that, mm. you know, suck in when, when you're young, train that muscle so that when you're older, you can suck in better. So mm. <laughs> let's go back to like one of my first memories of cultivating this idea that skinny equals successful beautiful everything blah 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 mm-hmm. um that's one of my earliest memories like knowing that when I'm just a kid that there's something wrong with my tummy and that mm. I need I need my tummy to be tight and to be small and mm. thinking back on that kind of breaks my heart and it makes me really mm-hmm. sad because the comments about that that you know the the person that commented made that comment did not know that that would cause harm did not Mm -hmm. know like the kind of long-term uh I wouldn't say damage but mindset uh, that that would create in me as a kid but at the same time no duh like of course it is Mm -hmm. um so one of the things that I've had to work on so hard every day undoing is that I need to suck in like Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the most recent things I've started to try to let go of because I'm so used to doing that for I mean over 10 years it has been habit to do that wherever I go and Mm -hmm. about two years ago I remember confronting a friend about it and just being like look I'm working on this um I'm working through a lot of different stuff but this is one of the things that I really like to work on the most because it causes my stomach to get really upset but it's so hard because Mm -hmm. I learned it so that it would be easier as an adult like that was the whole Mm -hmm. goal for it to be easy now it's way too easy it's scary it happens all the time without Mm -hmm. me even realizing I'm flexing my stomach I'm like oh gosh relax I'm flexing my stomach oh my god relax Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I guess I'm wondering is and it's kind of a no-brainer now that I'm talking it out but I feel like (laughs) that could be one of the things that causes an upset stomach is years of just like not mm. relaxing that muscle. Wow. Yes. You bring up such a good point. And I've had to, you know, work on that myself. That is, it, it's huge. Right. And this has, this could be something to do with like constipation too. It's like sucking in, holding in, not feeling like you can release, not feeling like you can let go. Uh, that, yeah, it's huge. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's not just you, first of all, I think it's all women, like we are taught, you know, like, all of these clothes, like these jeans, they're skin tight, sucking in, like they pull, like they're so tight, all of these shorts and all of these jeans and all this stuff, it's so tight. And so no wonder we feel like we need to suck in, right? Uh, so a huge part in that is finding clothing that allows you to not do so. Uh, That was a huge step for me is, you know, letting go of like this really, really skin tight things like skin tight jeans that are really like, really like, you know, we don't want anything really tight on the digestive area. So any piece of clothing that's like really like constricting that is constricting breath, your your breath from free flowing to your digestive organs. So we want to be wearing clothing that 
is allowing allowing us to stretch, allowing us to move freely and allowing the breath to go all the way down to that area and not being afraid to, you know, not suck in, to let go, right? And um, really appreciating that area. So maybe like putting your putting your hands on your belly and kind of massaging in a clockwise motion, being like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to let go. It's okay to release. It's okay to be how you are. Yes, exactly. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Next up is the parasites. <laughs> what do you know about parasites living inside of our bodies? Because that's so gross and disturbing. And I think so many people think mm-hmm. that's not true, but it is true. So tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. So many people know about, you know, beneficial bacteria, right? There's the whole probiotic craze. Like you got to get your probiotics in. You got to get your fermented food in. You got to get you know, that's really good um, to have more beneficial bacteria than bad bacteria. Uh, Well, you know, parasites could be, it's just another component of that whole talk, right? And so we all have parasites, definitely. Uh, We used to think that, or people used to think that you could only get parasites if you like drink water in a third world country or something like that. But we all have parasites. And through my journey, it was, you know, I was scared of them for a long time. Like, I just need to get these out of my body and never have parasites. But we'll all always have bacteria. We'll all always have parasites in us. So while parasite cleansing is amazing and beneficial and can heal a lot, and I know that you're doing one, so it's super cool that we're talking about it. Um, Also knowing that there's no way to just you know, never have parasites ever. Um, But I do have history of parasite cleansing and I've definitely seen a ton of parasites come out of my body and it's really cool. And it, um, it, you know, it's, it's a really deep cleanse. It's parasites exist not only on a physical level, but on a mental and emotional level too. So they hold memories and they hold emotions and they hold stories. Mm -hmm. So when you can release the parasites, not only does it work on your physical body and like your digestion and your mental health and your brain and all of that, but you're releasing old stories, you're releasing the past, which is like super cool. And that's one of the parts that I love most about cleanses such as parasite cleanses because you're really working on you know not only your physical body whereas like if you're just you know taking let's say you're taking supplements for your health um you're working like on your physical body but something like a deep parasite cleanse you're really working on your physical body but you're also working on releasing the mental and emotional peace and the story and everything that like is attached to that being parasite is a being that's inside of you so it's really really a powerful thing that's so so fascinating I didn't even think about that because like the website that I was reading this information from did not include anything like that it was all just like a how-to so that's really cool I mean I and like just thinking of this I think it would be really awesome for people to try doing this that are going through recovery from an eating disorder or body image shaming because Mm. that can help eliminate those thoughts that they have towards their body Um, Yeah, that would be like a very, very mm -hmm. interesting study. I don't think that it's, I've I've never seen something like that, but 
you know, like that would be very interesting to see the changes, the transformation. So what I've been doing right now in this cleanse is I have been taking something called fresh green black walnut wormwood complex in a little liquid form. And I put it inside of uh, these little clear veggie capsules mm-hmm. and take those because it tastes it is the absolute <laughs> most disgusting taste I have ever ever put in my mouth and it stays it with you bad yeah. it is so bad it stays with you forever I even bought pure organic cranberry juice to cover it up and that made it so much worse I mean <laughs> you just can't win unless you get these awesome awesome little veggie capsules which is what I did um so I've been taking it with that. I take two little droplets in the morning and then two dropfuls at night before I uh, eat dinner on an empty stomach. And I've been what what I've read is that you do this for two weeks. You take a week break and then two more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't. I I don't know if I'm just. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen anything, mm-hmm. which I don't. I I haven't really been looking that much either, <laughs> I'll just say. So I'm sure it is working. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things that I've been feeling the past two weeks, there's one day where I was having crazy headaches. Mm-hmm. And for the past two weeks, I've been every time I stand up, I've been feeling kind of dizzy. Mm-hmm. And I've had like tired, my body has been tired um, quite a few days. And I've just been kind of lethargic. Is that a side effect from doing this yeah and so so yeah whenever you're doing a cleanse usually you're gonna have some sort of feelings like that detoxification because your body is releasing things it's cleansing things it's doing so much internal work so it's not out of the ordinary to you know feel a headache coming on or feel really sad one day or you know, feel like staying in bed or, you know, anything that might come up is totally normal. Uh, But yeah, doing some colon cleansing uh, is really helpful to release that. So a lot of times when there's something like a headache coming on and or all of these things that are going on, um, a lot a good way to start to release that and to let it go is to do more like colon cleansing because it's allowing it's allowing what's going on, whatever the parasite, let's say the parasite's dying, it's allowing it to come out. So inside of the links that I was finding all this information from, it gave you like a colon cleansing concoction. Say mm-hmm. that three times fast. Um, but I, <laughs> colon I was, cleansing concoction, colon cleansing concoction, colon cleansing. <laughs> oh my God, you're amazing. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. You're amazing. Um, so I, I tried it and it actually did the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Anytime I take, I mean, it was, I was drinking clay with, uh, those husks mm-hmm. and it, ugh, it just did not, it did <laughs> not make me feel good. It made me feel, you know, that hands in the air, hands curled thing. It made me feel that way. Yeah. So I stopped doing that and I just did my coffee again. Uh-huh. Um, but from what I have like done more research and read, a lot of help comes from enemas. Yes. So, so, so in terms of what you were drinking, what really important is if if you are going to try that again or if anyone listening takes any sort of like something like that like clay or psyllium husk like you need to be drinking a ton of water because it can be very dehydrating and so that's maybe why you felt that like feeling because it was sucking things out 
So drinking a ton of water is really important with that. But in terms of enemas, yes, definitely. If you're doing a parasite cleanse, an enema is, you know, very effective at going in and kind of doing some deeper work um, for sure. I actually have a post on my blog that we can link in there too, all about enemas. And so basically just like all different kinds that you, cause you know, there's different, different, you know, herbs that you can use. You can even use your coffee in the enema, which is known to help cleanse the liver and the gallbladder. And that's actually a really good way to intake coffee, by the way. <laughs> Where do you um, buy your enemas? Where do you get these from? Uh, well, you get an enema bucket, basically. Oh. You get like, that sounds really intimidating (laughs) you get like this bucket that comes with a tube and you fill it with the liquid yourself so you fill it with some filtered water and whatever else kind of you want you could put like different teas in there like parasite cleansing teas and stuff like that so Uh. <laughs> okay. But this is an interesting thing though because there's like a whole like I think that you like I want people to know that this is like we're talking about cleansing in particular, not like everyday living cuz mm-hmm. that could be a whole like orthorexic thing of like mm-hmm. being addicted to the colon cleansing and being addicted to the enemas and all that stuff and that I actually yeah, so so yeah, the, know that like it's for, you know, if you're working with a nutritionist or a holistic practitioner to, if, you know, mention it to them, that could be something that you explore, but not like everyone just needs to be doing enemas every day. Or yeah. Like I'm, I'm really, really, really glad you just said that because, um, there is a, I've been on a few Instagrams that I follow and people talk about enemas and then the questions start coming in. So people will be like, how often do you do it? Asking this in Instagram person. And then mm-hmm. I've read responses saying, oh, I do it twice a day. Mm-hmm. And then people, hundreds of commenters read that. And then they, what? They go off and then they just go do an enema twice a day for, the, for like the <laughs> next month. That's terrifying because your body can be very malnourished by doing that. And that gets rid of, I mean, doesn't that get rid of a, like things that aren't even completely broken down quite yet like it can be it can reach things in your Mm -hmm. body that shouldn't be out quite yet so you just shouldn't do that every single day and yeah yeah I mean definitely the main thing about the main thing about doing it every day is that right what we do every day is what creates our life so our habits every every day we're creating how we want our future to be. So if we're, you know, doing that every day, our body's going to get accustomed to it and then we're not going to be able to go to the bathroom normally. So you definitely don't want to be doing that every day because you want your body, you want to treat your body like the way that you want to treat it every single day for the rest of your life. And then if you're doing a specific cleanse, then that's a different story. But Yeah, I think that the whole, you know, two times a day thing comes from Gerson therapy, which is doing coffee enemas and but it's 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 a therapy for like cancer. It's a therapy for, Mm -hmm. you know, like healing really deep diseases and illnesses. And so for people to internalize that and think like, I have to do this or else I'm going to die. Like that's not (laughs) it's not 
that's not the truth, you know. But if you are going through something really deep and, like, then, you know, that's a different thing to talk about with a practitioner. So, yeah. So that is very important to note, everyone listening. Yes. Um, I mean, I can't believe we're already at an hour because I have yeah. all these other questions I want to ask you. But let's talk about uh, self-love because you are a self-love I mean, you're just radiating with self-love. And <laughs> I love talking to you. For those listening, me and Carly get to talk at least once a month offline, which is awesome and lovely. And of course, I follow all of her Snapchats where I can just see all the amazing work she's doing in her life for herself, not because she's getting paid for it or because it's part of her job title or because of this. It's because it feels good. It's just for nourishment. So tell us what what is self-love? love and what does it even look like because that's a term that's thrown around a lot and I think a lot of us are kind of confused definitely so we hear all the time what is self-love or you need to love yourself right but you know we don't think that I self-love is a verb it's an action it's a do it's a how, like the ways that you can practice it. So I actually sent an email out this morning um, and I compared self-love to, let's say, how would you love a baby? You would actively love a baby. You would nourish it with healthy food when the baby's hungry, right? You would think about how can you nourish this body, mind, body, soul? How can you, you know, you would be there for the, for the baby whenever the baby needed, you keep like a monitor next to you, right? When the baby cries, you're there, right? And so we have that baby inside of us. We have that, that self that's like crying all the time. That's asking for love. That's asking for care. That's asking for acceptance and nourishment and all these things. And oftentimes we don't give it to ourselves. And so it takes vulnerability and it takes kind of an understanding that, you know, it's not bad or wrong to take care of yourself. It's actually necessary to live your life to the fullest. Um, and it definitely looks different for everyone. You know, self-love and self-care looks so different for everyone. But what it is, this it's the same, the same part about it is that it's you – going in and being like, what do I need? And really, really listening. And so for me, it looks a lot like uh, movement, organic movement like dance and yoga. And it looks like meditation and it looks like breath work. It looks like journaling. It looks like, um, you know, connecting to my sensuality and my sexuality. It looks like self-massage uh, and it looks like a lot of those things. So, um, yeah, so, but that could be different for everyone. I'm not saying everyone needs to do those things, but self-love basically is a verb. It's an action. It's a, you know, it's an activity almost. And you've taken upon yourself to help other women learn how to start creating their own self-love for themselves. Mm -hmm. How are you doing that? Yes. So I have a 20-day self-care, sexy self-care course for women who know that they need to take care of themselves, know that they need ritual in their lives, but don't really know where to start. So ritual is really, really powerful. Um, just like you said, it would feel good to wake up in the morning and put, 
go on that walk. You know, it's ha- those little things, those little rituals really make a difference in our lives, the way we show up for ourselves, the way we show up for life, the way we feel in our bodies. Um, so anyone who is going through kind of a body image or a food thing, like the time to like really create ritual and create self-love is so strong um, and necessary on that path because it takes the focus away from food. It takes the focus away from, you know, being so obsessed with a certain thing and it takes it back to the energetic level. It takes it back to nourishment for your whole entire being. So yeah, so the 28 day course is we're actually starting, I hope this airs on time, we're actually starting on October 1st together and it's a 28 day email based course where you'll get, um, they'll get a video almost every day of the course with a different self care ritual. So by the end of the 28 days, you'll have a different ritual to practice every single day, whether it's a guided meditation or a journal exercise or a meditation, different, all sorts of meditations, whether it's um, a yoga class or teaching you detoxification principles. There's really, um, you know, a different ritual that you get to learn every day. So by the end, you'll have this toolkit full of self-care and self-love rituals that you can call upon. And then with the course, uh, you'll also they would also get a different plant-based recipe every day, and then also kind of like a paradigm mental shift um, as well as surrounding food and body and weight and health. So, yeah, that's a that's that's the offering. That's that's the course. So I love I love 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 the sound of this course because my program on the other side covers a lot of the body image um, body image slash dieting freedom aspects, but not the ins and outs of how you actually put that into practice every day in different forms. So mm-hmm. like meditation and like journaling. I talk about why, 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 here's how, but mm-hmm. you're actually guiding them through every single day with a tiny step, which I think is really, really cool. I feel like our programs are the yin yang, um, make a really good pairing. So I'm definitely going to be uh, including this course in the link in the show notes. Um, so mm-hmm. if anyone wants to check out this course, and it will be airing August 19th. So definitely in advance. Y'all go ahead on over and check that out. The The link straight to her program is maddiemoon.com slash SSC for sexy self-care. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to maddiemoon.com slash MBM 63, which stands for Mind Body Musings episode 63. And you can check out all the links for this podcast episode as well as the link for sexy self care. Um, so I think this is really cool. I'm super excited. I hope that um, people go check this out. And you said that there is a special um, early bird price, right? Yes, yes, perfect. There is an early bird price. So it's the the price of the course is ninety seven dollars. But if you get it before September twenty second, then it's seventy seven. So. That is the early bird. So definitely when you listen to this and if you feel like, 
you know, you know, if you need it, you know, I don't need to convince anyone mm-hmm. that's that, that I don't want to do that. But you know, if you need to like, okay, I need to do this. Um, <laughs> so if that is you, then definitely click the link and come play with me over there. <laughs> Righteous. I love it. Okay, so we have a quick fire round. Yes. Um, but real quickly, what is just your website? So everyone knows mm-hmm. where they can find you. Come find me at carlymorgangross.com. I love your last name. I think it's so cool. <laughs> so funny. Some people are just like, a lot of people say gross because they're like scared of, yeah. is it really gross? Is that your last name? Like I get, you know, some of some pickup lines like you're not, yeah, I don't think you're gross, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so That's funny. so funny. I, I feel like, a, so I love Tim Burton and it's kind of Tim Burton-esque. It's just like gross like I can see that being like the last name and something in Edward Scissorhands or Coraline and I just love Tim Burton so that's probably why I like it <laughs> so um, funny I don't even know who Tim Burton is but I'll go what, it. what? are you <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas mm. <gasps> Carly <laughs> I'm super I'm super bad with like movies and famous people and I okay that. do you know who Johnny Depp is yes okay that's good <laughs> that is very good so he stars in a lot of tim burton's films okay and so just 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 go google tim burton google okay. T- okay do you know what sweeney todd is i've heard of it but uh the barber butcher okay uh <laughs> what about um uh corpse bride nope okay what about the new ish alice in wonderland i haven't seen it but i okay. know that it exists okay that's that's not cool, Carly. <laughs> I'm doing too much sexy self-care to know about. <laughs> okay, well, I will educate you offline. Thank um, you. So let's go ahead to the quick fire round. Okay. Ready? Okay. Don't put too much thought into these because some of them are kind of like, ah, that's a tough question. Just whatever okay. comes first. Uh, when you hear body freedom, what does that mean to you? Mm. Body freedom means total acceptance of the moment in one's own body and feeling really radically okay and blissful inside, no matter what. What's a current book that you are loving or you're reading? A current book that I always come back to and have with me is a book by Osho called Tantra. It's just amazing. It's not really about like sexual tantra it's more just about life tantra and it's incredible who is your biggest inspiration dead or alive Ooh. (laughs) okay well this is the one that just came up for me in terms of like inspiration for speaking my truth i don't know if you know but tara bliss she's in australia she's amazing and a life coach and kundalini teacher kundalini yoga teacher and her videos and her posts and I just really feel her heart and her presence in her shares and that has always inspired me. What is a quote that you love and always remember? Mm. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Mm. What is a future dream that you're working towards? My future dream that I'm working towards living in living in really in alignment with a natural living in a really natural place uh, where I can 
like ultimately that is my goal. No matter what I do, I just want to live in a place where I can walk outside and put my feet on the earth uh, in a, and have a garden and cook healthful foods and have a family. <laughs> um, favorite way to distress? Favorite way to de-stress? There's so many. <laughs> um, I would say doing a, I like to call it a grounding meditation. So laying on the earth, putting a blanket on the ground and laying down and doing, I call it like grounding or opening meditation where I'm like inhaling like really, really deep as I'm like opening my heart, opening my chest and allowing like the energy of the earth to like come in and like fill up and then like hold it inside and then exhale and like let everything go and go through that back and forth. It's amazing, powerful. Last but not least, biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Ooh, ah, that's hard because I don't really see things as failing or succeeding just because you can learn so much from anything. Mm-hmm. So uh biggest failure or not failure okay let's change that word biggest uh trial or something. I know what you mean yeah I okay. know what you mean so the biggest I guess the biggest thing for me the one that came up was uh being with a guy that I knew was not treating me right and my intuition was telling me to you know dump this dude (laughs) and I stayed with it because I was I stayed you know convinced and I stayed in that cycle for a really long time I mean I I learned so much from that but that is the one thing that comes up for I learned a huge thing about that gotta trust your intuition especially Mm -hmm. around your heart Mm -hmm. oh I love it I've been there so Carly, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm definitely, definitely going to have you back again sometime so we can just talk some more about all this fun stuff that we love to talk about. Um, so everyone, make sure that you go over to the show notes for this episode, maddiemoon.com slash mbm. 63 and check out her course check out all the links that we mentioned in the show because there are a ton of them and carly it was so nice to talk to you it's amazing a pleasure as always thank you so so much 